so three weeks ago, I, I started facilitating a new study here at the church on, on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. in the library. That's not a shameless plug for the class. Please, please understand. But we're, we're studying this book called, uh, called, called, Hearing and Responding to God's Voice. It's a lesson based on six biblical characters, six ordinary men and women uh, who God uses to do extraordinary things through by the power of his Holy Spirit, right? So it's a, it's a great study. Uh, we're looking at, we've looked at Abraham, Samuel, and Esther over the last three weeks. And in the last three weeks, we're going to look at Jonah, Mary Magdalene, and Paul. Now, here are some things that, that have stood out from this, from this class so far for me that I'm receiving. Uh, so many times I forget that the sermons that are preached, that the classes that are taught are for me too, right? I'm not just presenting them. I, I, I receive from them. And, and so here are some of the things that I've received so far. First, and I said this already, God uses ordinary men and women to do extraordinary things through them by the power of God's Spirit. God uses ordinary men and women to do extraordinary things through them by God's power. And some of the other things we've identified looking at the three characters we've looked at so far, we we looked at the first week at Abraham. Abraham was 75 years old when God told him to leave his home, leave the land that he had been on, leave his family, take his wife and his possessions, and go to where God was going to send him. But God doesn't tell him where he's going to send him, right? He just says, go. And Abraham, at 75 years of age, gets up, says, okay, Lord, lead me. I'm going. God also promises to Abraham, or Abram at that time, who has no children, you're also going to have an heir. I'm also going to give you a son. 75, he says, yeah, okay, I can still rock it. I'm good. All right. 25 years later, Abram's 99 years old. Still no heir. And um, Abram's trying to say, hey, God, did you forget? (laughs) I have no heir. I'm 99. And God reminds Abram, I told you, 25 years ago, that your descendants would be as many stars as there are in the heavens. From you would come nations. So a year from now, you'll see something different. Abram's wife, Sarai, is in the background listening to this conversation and, <laughs> and does exactly what Genesis did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Within the year, Abram has his son. Prophecy comes true. 
God provides, even when it seems impossible. And so what we learn from that is that that you're never too old to be used by God. You're never too old. Those of you who are feeling, I can't do this anymore, I'm too old. So long as there's breath in our body, so long as our lungs are working, so long as we're still alive, God can and will use you. God does use you. I love to tell the story of Asbury when we first got there and we were greeted by these, these 12 elderly geriatric members who were ranging in age from their, their late 70s to early 90s. And there were only 12 of them. And when we started dreaming about what was possible, even before we did anything, the, the first thing that came out of their mouths was, we're too old. We can't walk up and down the streets with you. We can't go up and down stairs with you. We're too old. I said, no, you're not. You're not too old for drive-bys. And they looked at me it's like, Pastor, we don't have guns. I said, not drive-by shootings, drive-by prayer. You're going to drive into this neighborhood, and as soon as you drive in, you're going to start praying for this neighborhood. You're going to start praying for the families in this neighborhood. You're going to start praying for the people in this neighborhood. And as you leave this neighborhood, you're going to start praying for them. And as you get home, you're going to start praying for them. And you're going to ask God to start making a way where there seems to be no way and to start preparing the ground. And lo and behold, they started doing that. And guess what God did? He sent me Janet. And Janet and our Wesley nurse Celeste and a few others would walk out into the neighborhoods, start to meet people. But God was moving and working in that neighborhood because of the prayers of 12 elderly people. They were not too old. And so that's the first thing we've learned that, that you're never too old. For God to use you. And so then in the second week, we we started looking at Samuel, the prophet, the priest, the judge. Samuel was born to Hannah. Hannah had trouble conceiving and, and she's in distress because... She's married to a man who has another wife who has plenty of children, and that other wife is like, ha, ha, no, I got kids, you don't. Making Hannah's life miserable, and Hannah, in her distress, cries out to God, please give me a son, give me a child, and I will dedicate him to you for all his life. Lo and behold, Hannah has a son, names him Samuel, and as soon as he's done weaning, dedicates him to the temple at Shiloh, to the, to the priest Eli, to, for Eli to, to raise him. And Samuel hears the voice of God at a very young age. Here's God calling him. Samuel thinking it's Eli, says, here I am, Lord. And this happens three times before Samuel realizes it's God and not Eli calling him, right? And so here's what we learn about Samuel. Like Abraham, you're never too old to be used by God. And like Samuel, you're never too young to be used by God. 
You're not too old and you're not too young. And then this week, we, we, we read about the story of Esther, a Jewish exile in Persia, who becomes queen of Persia, whom God uses to save her people. So you're never too old. You're never too young. And you don't even have to be a man for God to use you. Now, did you hear me there? All you people that think that women can't be preachers, and I'm not talking to anybody here, I'm talking to the camera. Anybody who thinks that a woman can't be preachers, read the book of Esther. God will use male, female, young, old, Short, stand up, Daryl. Tall, <laughs> handsome, stand up, Aaron. Uh, uh. Aaron's my compadre, I can say that. Uh, God will use everyone, anyone who's willing to be used. Because here's the thing, God is not going to force God's self upon you. God is not going to make you do anything. God is calling you. God is calling me. Ultimately, it comes down to this. Trusting God. Will we place our faith and our trust in God? To know that God will not lead us astray, that God will not abandon or forsake us, that God will not leave us for dead, but that God will be there. And what we will find is that God is always faithful. The other thing that I've learned through this study is that One calling that God calls you into prepares you and leads you into your next calling. It's a continual growth process here. It was at summer camp in July of 1976. I was preparing to go into the sixth grade on a mountain. We were singing about mountains to start the service. On a mountain in Sacramento, New Mexico, where I first started to hear and think about God calling me. Truth be told, I had no desire to go to summer camp that year. I was too shy. I was too timid. I was too quiet. I was too reserved. And I was too insecure to leave home. And I begged my parents, don't send me. I don't want to go. But my mom wasn't having any of it. She threw down the gauntlet with her favorite Bible passage. And she said, mijo, because she called me mijo. Mijo, 
All you have to do is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him at all times and he will lead you down the right path. That lady didn't give me any chance of staying home. (laughs) After that first year, I went back willingly every summer until I graduated from high school. And each year I sensed that God was calling me. Then I would leave the mountain, get back to normal life, and let the busyness of life distract me from hearing God's call. But in 1997, some 21 years later, God called me and Diane to leave our jobs, our home, and our families to begin pastoral ministry. And we both said yes. I'm reminded of what my mother told me 21 years earlier. Robert, all you have to do is trust God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge God at all times and he will lead you down the right path. Trust God with all your heart and acknowledge God at all times. So there are a couple of, a couple of key words or phrases I want to look at from Proverbs chapter 3. The author tells us not only what we must do, trust and acknowledge who God is, but also how and when to trust God. So let's read that again from Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Trust in the Lord with a partial heart. No. Trust in the Lord, and here's the key word, the key word with all A-L-L, underlined, bolded, italicized, with all your heart. And sometimes acknowledge him. No. At all times acknowledge him. You see, my friends, our journey of faith is a journey of the all. Trusting God with all our heart. And at all times, acknowledging him. Trusting that God is with us. It's a journey consumed with trusting God in everything. That God is with us. That God is leading us. Trusting that God will never forsake us. Even when things don't go the way we've planned. But let's be clear. And let's be honest. Trusting God at all times with all our heart is not always easy. But for the believer, for the follower of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God intercedes for us when we find ourselves falling short. When we can't commit to the all. 
God is there interceding for us with his spirit. Because this isn't about guilting or shaming us into trusting God or following God. But rather it's about learning to extend grace. In those times, in those moments when it's hard to trust God. When it's hard to acknowledge God. It's about extending grace to others and to ourselves. And in that grace, our trust in God begins to grow. My prayer this morning for each one of us is that we will grow in trusting God with all our hearts more and more each day. I pray that we find ourselves growing in our opportunities to acknowledge God wherever God may be calling us. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for me. Lord God, help us to trust you and to receive your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness when we find that difficult. Help us, oh God, to acknowledge you more and more in our daily lives and to receive your grace when we forget. That through your grace, by your grace, with your grace, we'll we'll grow in our trust of you and our acknowledgement of you. To you be all honor, glory, and praise. And we thank you for your son, Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.